Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Everybody, that's right. It's the month of December, so it must be Christmas holiday music. Run Rudolph, run from Room Full of Blues. That's their Room Full of Christmas album. This was put out uh, back in the '90s, and uh, I was a big fan of this band uh, as a uh, as a lad in my 20s. I love the blues, man. I can't get enough of it. Hey, we've got an, it's the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer got a great show for you tonight. A guest that's going to join me a little bit later this hour. News and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easily on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You'll find the shows on that platform. We're Alexa Ready as well. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Radio.com. And we're on the Hopped Up Network as well. All you got to do is head over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast version of this program. I usually put it up a couple of minutes after the live show ends, uh, so that this way, if you missed it, you can download it and listen to it at your leisure. And, of course, if you are um, working a third shift and you're working the overnight, you can download it and listen to it while you are working. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, John Shora. He is the beer brand manager for Crooked, or Crooked Hammock Brewery, uh, will join me. They have two locations in Delaware, but next year... They're going to have a third location opening up in Myrtle Beach. They actually have a job fair this coming Tuesday that you can take a part of if you're in the Myrtle Beach area and you're looking for a job, which is great, especially um, holidays and and especially during the whole pandemic that a lot of people are out of work. And here's a brewery that's going to be opening up a third location in Myrtle Beach. We'll get to the details on that and so much more. That is coming up about 20 minutes from now. Uh, So some beer news to get to. For the first time, Maine breweries are coming together as one brand to release the first Maine Brewers Guild collaboration beer to benefit the Maine Brewers Guild, which, you know, most brewing guilds around the country have been affected by the pandemic. And many of them have done different things to kind of support um, their members. Uh, The New uh, uh, New York City Brewed and New York State Brewers Association came up with a pint glass that you could buy at breweries. Uh, during the uh, during the Thanksgiving holiday, and a dollar of each of those pint glasses that are sold would go directly back into the guilds to help uh, the brewers. I know uh, over the summer, uh, San Diego, the San Diego Brewers Guild did a beer uh, collaboration with a number of different breweries to give back to the brewers guilds. And listen, this is important. These guys, uh, uh, these breweries are losing money. Um, they are not able to open at full capacity, and so it's a problem. Now, while a collaboration beer between two breweries is not out of the norm, This Guild Collaboration Beer in Maine is going to offer 39 unique beers from 39 Maine breweries. 
Uh, it's all they're all going to have the same label. They'll be on sale at breweries, bottle shops, and restaurants uh, during the fall and the winter. So it's thirty nine different versions of the beer, sort of like all, I, I'm. My guess is it's sort of like the altogether from other half. It's just they're going to do um, thirty nine different ones. So each one. Uh, and again, you know, if you buy it and drink it, you'll directly support the Maine Brewers Guild and craft beer community, which is cool. But I'm, my guess is 39 different beers. So maybe one makes an IPA, another one makes a stout, another one makes a porter. I think that's kind of cool from 39 different Maine breweries. And listen, there's plenty of good beer uh, in Maine. So that's really cool. Now, another thing that's going on that if you'd like to take part of, and I'm I, again, I'm not sure if this is for private members or public members i got i have the feeling that it is for private members um but mike kivowitz who does a fantastic job with new jersey craft beer if you're not a part of this group if you live in new jersey and you're not a part of it uh it's a great group to be a part of it's 25 bucks for a year you save on hundreds of different restaurants and breweries in and around the state of new jersey some in new in new york state right across the border and some in pennsylvania right across the border but for the most part it's new jersey centric right So he is doing a live Facebook event I'm going to be taking part of on Thursday, December 17th at 8.30 p.m. A few different people from around the beer world world will be joining us. Um, Didn't really get into the details of what we're going to be talking about, but probably my guess is about the pandemic and how it has affected the brewery scene in New Jersey. Uh, Probably what we've been doing as, as journalists and stuff, kind of, you know, keeping up with uh, the beer stuff, obviously, I have my show and, you know, when I post stuff, you know, all over on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Um, but, you know, ostensibly, it's probably going to be uh, about those things, which is cool. Uh, but Mike does such a great job at this organization. And I'll be honest with you, I have not really used my card this year, um, especially in restaurants. Liquor store is a little different. Um, their sales are very good right now. So I don't have a problem with using the card if it's a place that takes it and I'm going to get a discount. Um, but in a bar or a restaurant, I would prefer not to use it. I would rather, um, you know, pay a bigger tip on top of my bill to help these people. 20% isn't going to cut it. So uh, normally uh, I, I would tip over 20%, sometimes 30. I've been going above that. I've been going 40, 50% on top of the bill because look, a lot of these people are not working full time. Um, and it's important that we help them out. Unemployment, yeah, it's 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 nice, but it's not enough. Even with the extra money that you're getting, it's still not enough. You know, these these businesses need our help, and every penny that I could possibly give them. And I understand I'm not rich, I, I don't have you know gobs of money, but if I can help in some way, a small way, um, I'm going to do that. And everybody can do that in a small way. Nobody's asking you for thousands of dollars, but if you tip a little bit extra on on things, you know, it helps. It helps those people. And you're putting money in somebody's pocket that could be using it to pay a bill, uh, help to pay their mortgage, whatever. So um, Mike does a great job with the New Jersey craft beer. Again, it's 25 bucks. NJCB.com. You go over there. You pay for the membership. It pays for itself in no time at all. And you save on a lot of different places. And there's special events and all kinds of cool stuff. And Mike is just Mike is just a big advocate for New Jersey beer. And he does such a great job with it. And... Uh, uh, proud and honored to be a member and, uh, you know, happy to jump on this event. So it'll be at 8.30 on Thursday, December uh, 17th. Um, we'll send links out and stuff, and hopefully you can be a part of it. I don't know if there's going to be we're going to be taking questions, et cetera, et cetera, but a uh, really cool event that Mike is putting on. Now, Lawson's Finest Liquids over in Vermont, 
Proud to support over 30 central Vermont nonprofit nonprofit organizations on this on Giving Tuesday, which was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was on December 1st. And now Tuesday, uh, it, you know, obviously the Tuesday, December 1st, the Giving Tuesday event, big event. A lot of people donate all over the world. Karen and Sean Lawson, the owners of Lawson's Finest, they distributed gifts totaling over $100,000 throughout Vermont. Donation recipients included nonprofit organizations that provide housing and food security, relief from abuse, public health, life skills training, child and adult specialized programming, sustainable recreation and environmental preservation. Um, it's a big list of, of people. And the Lawson's Finest Social Impact Program supports the people and places that make living in Vermont special and viable, viable through charitable giving. One of the SIP's goals is to support strong and thriving communities while also protecting our natural resources. The Giving Tuesday donation recipients are safety nets for the community. And during the pandemic, it is vital to ensure these agencies can continue to provide high-quality services. You know, again... As I said earlier, yeah, if, if you're helping out a, you know, a bar or a restaurant or whatever with money, that's a great thing. Whatever you can do to help people, uh, you know, means something. Whether it's a toy, whether it's a coat, clothes. Um, again, it, it doesn't always have to be financial, but whatever you can do to help people out in this time of need is certainly important. Um, and you know what? It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good that you're giving that that you know that something that you're handing over, whether it's a coat or a piece of clothing or money, is going to go directly to an organization that's going to help somebody else. I feel good about that. We've got restrictions all over the place right now. California is under another lockdown again, where basically uh, over 30 million people are being told to stay home, don't go out unless it's absolutely necessary to get groceries or um, you know, or medications from the pharmacy. A lot of breweries have now you know, have had to shift again to uh, to-go orders only. They can't serve people. Um, and I don't my, – my thing is when they do these – these these putting these lockdowns in effect, why is it they announce it on a Monday and they say, well, it's not going to take effect until Friday? I don't understand the four days of difference. If the rate is so high, why not lock it down immediately? Now, I get it. The, the effects of a business, of hurting a business abruptly like that are catastrophic in some nature. But, again, what difference does it make four days later? If you're going to shut it down, shut it down immediately. It's the same thing with the, with the guy from Max Public House on Staten Island. I'll do this real quick, and then we're going to take a break. What the guy did initially, I understand why he was protesting. Three blocks away, people can eat without a problem. In his place, it's a high rate. If you're obeying the rules and following what they're asking you to do, you shouldn't be able to stay open. I get it. But what he did after that, by allowing more people into the place than were necessary, people weren't wearing masks, then he goes out of the bar uh, the sheriffs try to arrest him. He runs, jumps in his car, hits a city sheriff. Mm, I'm sorry. Now you've lost the argument with me. Uh, you're you're hurting a law enforcement officer who is only doing their job. I don't care if you don't like the orders from the mayor and the governor. I don't care if whatever. We live under a rule of law. If you don't follow the rule of law, there's going to be problems. Now, if he had he had maintained the 25% capacity, people were wearing, wearing masks and social distancing, I guarantee you, that this would have gone away, that they would have left him alone. When you're bringing that much attention to yourself and you do something like that and you ha- you harm a law enforcement officer, I got a big problem with that. You're losing your argument with me. That's just my opinion. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. 
Christmas time, you know. Little Trans-Siberian Orchestra there, the Carol of the Bells. You really only hear them at this time of year. And, uh, you know, I- I've had people tell me, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And I've had people tell me from time to time, got to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Got to go see it. Now, obviously, this year is a little bit different. Uh, they're doing a virtual one. Um, but, obviously, it's not the same as actually being at a concert. And one of these Christmases, I've got to go see it because I've heard such good things about it. And it's Christmas time and it's a little different. It's kind of my kind of my wheelhouse when it comes to um you know music. Listen, I love all different types of music, but of course, the rock and the metal, that's the stuff that I really gravitate to. So, who knows? Maybe uh maybe next year we'll see what happens. Cuz I know they do it at the Prudential Center and that'd be kind of cool and it'd be an easy train ride. Uh coming up in 10 minutes, John Shura, he is the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery. They've got two locations in Delaware, but next year and that's just around the corner they're opening up a third location in Myrtle Beach. They've got a job fair coming up uh, this this coming Tuesday, so you definitely want to check that out. We'll give you the details on that and so much more in just about 10 minutes from now. As uh, we move into our beer news, uh, more beer news and um, what's going on, Firestone Walker, unfortunately, uh, has had to cancel two of their signature events for next year. So apparently they're from the barrel, and the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest are being postponed already for next year. Uh, they plan to offer uh, From the Barrel to return on April 8th in 2022, and the Firestone Walker Invitational Beer Fest will return on June 4th of 2022. So if you had tickets for this year's uh, From the Barrel or Firestone Walker Inter- Invitational Beer Fest, you can hold on to your ticket. Your ticket will be honored in 2022, or you can request a full refund um, and if you go to Firestone Walker's website, it'll show you, walk you through the details of how to get a refund there. Um, as they say on their website, delaying the return of these events was an agonizing decision for us, but we concluded it's the right thing to do based on a variety of factors. Our plan is to innovate some new virtual events and possibly some smaller in-person experiences to help cross the bridge into 2022. We will be in touch as those take shape. Let's continue to gather virtually for now. And when the time is right, together we can't wait. Cheers. So, unfortunately, uh, Firestone Walker are already postponing two of their big events for next year. Um, and, and again, I, I think it's because of getting the vaccine out to people, how many people will be vaccinated, and what the rules are going to be. Uh, you know, in terms of concerts and outdoor gatherings and things of that nature, um, this is going to be a difficult thing and something that people still have not been able to figure out how to navigate through as we go through this year and into next. Um, the company that owns Untapped Beer, uh, uh, check in the check-in and digital drink menu app, the Beer Advocate rating site, and the online direct-to-consumer digital sales platform uh, Osner has acquired Hop Culture. Tara Nern had the story in Forbes. Um, it was an exclusive. So, um, Hop Culture has been acquired now uh, by the um, by by this one big media company. Um, uh, you know, as we all know, hop culture behind the popular events such as Juicy Brews and Beer Without Beards, uh, North Carolina-based Next Glass, which develops software and social activities related to beverage alcohol, announced the acquisition uh, this past Tuesday. Hop, cul- hop culture founder and CEO Kenny Gould, we've had him on the program before, 
told Tara the partnership will help NextGlass develop a suite of business tools, a cohesive ecosystem, if you will, to streamline experiences for consumers and provide operational efficiencies for businesses in the beverage alcohol space, from producers to wholesalers to retailers. And as Gould tells uh, Tara Nuren, breweries and other alcohol producers operate a lot of different systems that have to rely on on disparate tools, and you start to see why that's a problem when you look at scale. Um, Gould will continue to lead Hop Culture and direct design and editorial strategy as creative director for Next Glass. Going forward, they'll have one company and endless integration for a seamless back-end experience. Um, Gould says Hop Culture's robust journalistic content will maintain its editorial independence and all staff will keep their remote jobs. What Next Glass gets from its purchase is someone to oversee branding for both internal and client needs, along with a ready-to-go team that already connects to the beer community and demonstrates proven success in event production, reporting and writing, and merchandise sales. Listen, I cannot be happier for Kenny. Uh, he is a great guy. He throws some tremendous parties. Uh, the, the one that I went to at Five Boroughs Brewing, uh, where they did this kind of uh, 80s ski event, was fantastic. Every beer was spot on. Uh, didn't have one bad beer in the bunch. Uh, and they did it in such an efficient way. It was phenomenal. And I know Kenny is now going to take it to the next level. So kudos to Hop Culture and the folks at Hop Culture uh, for this, uh, you know, the acquisition of Next Glass. It's going to be awesome. You've got Untied in there. You've got all these different things. Believe me, Beer Advocate, it's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So kudos to Kenny and congrats to him. Uh, Goose Island apparently citing the significant impact that COVID-19 has had on business. Um, Goose Island has announced it would be closing its second home in Philadelphia, uh, the latest brewery to fall victim to the coronavirus in the city. Um, this was located in Philadelphia's Fishtown neighborhood. Uh, it was a 10,500-square-foot brew house, opened its doors just to, uh, not even two years ago in March of 2018. It was Goose Island's only brewery on the East Coast, the latest beer operation in the city, uh, to close its doors forever thanks to COVID-19. Uh, as Goose Island released in a press release, to our Philadelphia friends and neighbors, as a direct result of the global health crisis and the significant impact COVID-19 has had on our business in Philadelphia, we have had to make the difficult decision to close the Goose Island Philadelphia Brew House. Uh, over the past several months, the Goose Island team in Philadelphia has shown incredible resilience in the face of tough challenges. We're grateful for each employee's contribution to making the Philly Brew House a true extension of Goose Island. I mean, you know, unfortunately, this is what's going to happen when you have shutdowns like this and cannot even, you know have people into some type of capacity. And I'll get to that uh, in, in, a, in a little bit. We've got some more news to get to here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. But this is a dire situation for a lot of businesses, not just breweries. you got restaurants and other small businesses as well. The potluck-style IPA called Friendsgiving that um, uh, Double Nickel Brewing has been putting out for the, for the last couple of years has raised more than $200,000 over the past two years. That is awesome. So this year they did it with, um, they brought in uh, Cape May Brewing, um, Urban Village Brewing. Uh, those were the three, uh, along, those were the two along with Double Nickel that did it. This year they brought in Source uh, and four Northern Virginia breweries, Solus Brewing, uh, uh, Ocelot Brewing Company, Old Ox Brewery, and Crooked Run Brewing in Sterling, Virginia. They all got together and did this Friendsgiving IPA. Uh, they've raised over $200,000 in two years, helping uh, kitchens and food banks, uh, not only in New Jersey, but in Pennsylvania, as well as in Virginia. So kudos to those folks. That is some awesome news as well. Uh, a new way for dogs to enjoy a cold one with their pet parents. 
Bud Light and Bark have teamed up to put a twist on the classic six-pack. They're selling a seven-pack. It's six bottles of actual beer and a seventh that only looks like a bottle. It's really a plush, crinkly dog toy that will either have Bark Light or Bark Weiser on the front. It can be found at shopbeergear.com for a limited time so your dog can kind of enjoy a beer with you, too. If you're buying Budweiser, I know most of the people that listen to the show are not going to do that, but, hey, something kind of cool. And then a report that came out by the National Restaurant Association a couple of days ago. The pandemic is hurting America's dining industry so much that 10,000 more restaurants could close in the next three weeks. That's right, 10,000 more across the country in the next three weeks. That projection is in a new report by the National Restaurant Association, which says 110,000 restaurants have closed permanently this year. That's about 17% of U.S. restaurants that were in business when 2020 began. More than 80% of full-service restaurants expect sales to be even worse over the next three months because of the spike in infections. Now, I don't know if those numbers have to do with chains or, you know, or if this is just restaurants as a whole. But the fact that close to 20% of restaurants have closed, uh, in, in, that were in business when 2020 began, have closed is very, very troubling to me. And, ladies and gentlemen, this is why it is so important right now to support that local business. If you have a favorite restaurant that you go to, if you have a favorite restaurant that you haven't been to because of the pandemic, you've been ordering takeout from them, please keep ordering takeout from them. If you could buy a gift card from them, buy a gift card from them. Do these things. It's important. When you sit here and pontificate on social media about how you're sad that so-and-so's business went out of business, and if you had only known. Listen, I, I can't understand if it, it hasn't become clear to you already. Businesses are shutting down all over the place. You buying a gift card from that restaurant or that brewery, you buying a meal from that restaurant or picking up beer at a brewery could be the difference between them staying in business and being out of business. It's important to do that. It doesn't take much to do. Come on, 25 bucks for a gift card? Buying a, tw- a four-pack of beer from a brewery at 15 or $18 a four-pack, whatever it is. You're helping to put food on somebody's table. You're helping to feed a family. You're helping to keep their roof over their heads, not only their house, but their business as well. And you're helping to keep people employed. And that is important. And I cannot stress that enough. Do it. It's important. Uh, we cannot afford to have another shutdown where the government will not bail these restaurants out. That's the other part of it. You're telling these people they can only have 25% of their business. We'll charge them 25% of the tax. Give them some type of financial relief. They need it more than anybody. I, I don't understand why the government can't get their act together. Guy Fieri could raise $20 million in a short period of time to help people in the restaurant industry, and Congress can't get their act together. It's nonsensical. I don't understand it. When we come back after a short break, John Shora, the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery, he'll join me on the program. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. It's not Christmas until you play a little Robert Goulet, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com 
slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're also on iTunes. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. Uh, Alexa Ready as well. We're also available on Radio.com and iHeartRadio. And, of course, Monday mornings, the podcast version of this program can be heard over on the Hopped Up Network. You head over to thehoppedupnetwork.com, and you can listen to this show or a plethora of others. You just download it and listen to it whenever you feel like it. Now, my next guest is the beer brand manager for a brewery that is currently in Delaware. They've got two locations, but next year... The brewery, which is, I mean, next year is right around the corner, but next year the brewery will be branching out, and not just down the road, but in a whole new state. Details on that and more about the brewery itself. If you head to crookedhammockbrewery.com, that's the website for more information. Let me welcome to the show for the first time John Shora. John, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Al. How are you? You're, I'm doing well, my friend. Uh, John, the theme of the brewery is all about, uh, from what I see here, relaxing and chilling out. How did the brewery get its start? Yeah, that's that's definitely it. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, our founder, Rich Garahan, um, very hardworking guy. Um, he left his New York City busy corporate life job um, and moved to the beach down here in Delaware, um, and he wanted to find that relaxed kickback in a hammock type lifestyle um so he used to have this old beat up hammock that he had at his sister's house when he moved down the beach and he was just starting his uh his career down here and um that was kind of his moment of zen after working a long hard day in the hospitality world um he would come home crack open a nice beer and um kick his feet up in his old beat up hammock uh, he would laugh because he would say he's the only person that could sit in it because it was so crooked he was the only one that knew how to do it um so when he dreamed of having a craft brewery uh, that's where he went back to to grab the name. So Very cool. Now, in the midst of a pandemic, I know it's been very tough, not only on uh, breweries, but obviously the hospitality industry and a lot of different businesses. You guys are opening a new location in Myrtle Beach. Tell me a little bit about the location. Yeah, for sure. So um, it's actually it's going to be in North Myrtle Beach uh, in Barefoot Landing. Um, we had been approached a couple of years ago about the potential to partner up and open this facility, um, and it just seemed like, uh, a great place for us to, to take our craft and to take our, you know, backyard beach escape type lifestyle. Um, so it's actually, it's going to be a great facility. Um, we'll have two different buildings. One will be um, where the brewing happens, where all the magic happens that I create. Um, and we'll have a nice tap room inside there um, for brewery tours and beer tastings. And then uh, just across the walkway, uh, we'll have our 600 plus seat restaurant um, with indoor and outdoor dining We'll have backyard games outside. We'll have a, um, a bar set up outside so people can walk up as they're walking through Barefoot Landing and grab a beverage. Um, and we also are going to have an island bar out on the uh, intercoastal waterway there, um, which will be 360 views uh, on that waterway uh, where people can hang out, drink some brews, and listen to music and have a great day. So. That, that sounds very cool. And you're also having a job fair this coming Tuesday the 15th if for uh, anybody that's interested down there that wants to get a job. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. So we're a fully operational restaurant. Um, so front of house and back of house um, type staff, we're always looking for talented people that want to share our vision and drink some great beer and have a great time. So if anybody's interested, um, stop by the job fair, talk to some of us, and um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll get this thing going. Uh, we're talking with John Ashura. He's the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery, or Crooked Hammock Brewery. Two locations in Delaware, but next year they'll have a third location uh, in North Myrtle Beach, North Carolina. For all the info, hit up their website, uh, crookedhammockbrewery.com. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Now, speaking of the pandemic, John, 
Um, how has um, your two locations so far been able to handle the ec- economic impact of closures and limited capacity, et cetera? Sure. So it's it's been very challenging for anybody, um, and you know we're we're included in that. Luckily, um, you know we've been able to stabilize ourselves and sort of adjust on the fly, like everybody else has had to do. Um, it's definitely had its challenges, but we've kept our doors open. Um, we've been we've been very diligent about um, protecting both our staff and our guests. Um, so we take every safety precaution and we follow the rules to a T. Um, probably a little bit more so um, to keep everybody safe. Um, but it's, it's been challenging, but, you know, we're still offering great service, great food. We've, you know, definitely focused more on to go options. Um, so we, you know, you can order our food on DoorDash, um, where you can stop in and pick up some great eats. And we also, we've added more and more beer and cans and crawlers. So, um, people that are, you know, looking to drink our product, they can stop in and do that. And, you know, we're also out in the distribution markets in Delaware and South Carolina too. So. Um, we've been adjusting. It's it's been challenging, but um, you know we're making the best of it. And and a question for you, John, about the the new location in North Myrtle Beach. When you were going into it in the construction phases of the project, um, were you considering the social distancing aspects, the 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 kind of new norm as it is uh, for businesses to kind of adapt to that? Um, you know, having more outdoor space so that people can spread out a little bit more uh, from a social distancing standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Um, so when we first started the project and we started construction, COVID was not a thing. Um, so we, we've had to adjust on the fly a bit. Um, so we've we've done the best that we can. We have kind of three different floor plans that we've worked through um, based on how things are looking and what restrictions are going to look like. But um, one of the great things about us is we do utilize our outdoor space um, to the best of our abilities. Right. Um, and we have a very open air restaurant. So we have, you know, big windows and garage doors that open up. Um, that can allow some airflow, um, and you know we'll obviously um, you know separate the tables as best we can and take all the sanitary precautions. So um, we, we have plans in place. So it kind of depends on where things are sitting when we're looking to open in February, and we'll go from there. And I have to ask this because I know it sounds like a silly question, but maybe it isn't for people that don't know. What does a beer brand manager do? Uh, sure. So um, it's really just trying to manage all aspects of our beer. Um, and creating a guest experience um, that is uh, beer focused. Um, so anything anything that our liquid touches is kind of up to the beer brand manager to handle. Um, so that's sales, marketing, um, and everything else that goes into that. We're talking with John Shora. He's the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery. Uh, two locations in Delaware. Next year, they're going to have a third location in North Myrtle Beach. For all the info, you can hit up their website at crookedhammockbrewery.com or here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast. On AM nine seventy, the answer. Um, so, obviously, you know, you mentioned it. You are a full service restaurant. What's the item on the menu that you guys serve at your restaurants now, and will be serving uh, at your new location in North Myrtle Beach that has people coming back again and again? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would say there's a couple of things. Uh, I would say the things that we get the most uh, comments about are are nachos. Okay. Um, they're humongous. Uh, they're meant to share as an appetizer. Some people try and tackle them themselves, but they are enormous. Um, those are always a good option. Uh, also, our pineapple express wings. Um, it's a slow-cooked uh, wing that's uh, covered in coconut flakes and um, this beautiful pineapple chutney salsa stuff. I'm, I'm not a chef, so please excuse my <laughs> lack fine. of terminology. That works for me. Uh, but these. 
these things fall off the bone. They're so good. I'm, I'm not really that big of a wing guy, and these are something that I enjoy all the time because they're just that good. That's pretty awesome. Now, last question for me, John. The majority of your beers that I looked at on the website uh, that you brew are of a lower ABV. I mean, there are, you have a couple that are high-end, but most of them uh, you know, fall somewhere uh, around that 6% and lower category. Was that a conscious decision by the owners, like have fun but not too much fun? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we've learned, you know, we've been open for five years now, and we've learned uh, as people are hanging out in our backyard in the summer sun and enjoying themselves, um, you, they don't want to be drinking 9% Imperial Stouts. Um, most people want the, you know, the, the lower ABV stuff that you can have a few. You can, you know, you're drinking over a longer session. You need a session beer, right? right. So, um, we, we, we focus on the lower ABV but still flavorful um, you know, we want to go full flavored, but still have something that's approachable and you can have a few more of, um, and not, not have to call an Uber to get yourself home. So, and then finally, uh, John, I, I know I said that was my last question, but I got one more for you. Um, you know, obviously it's the holiday season, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, all that good stuff. Um, what's the one thing that you, uh, that, you, that you're thankful for sort of for this year and this year of COVID and this year of so many different changes within this business and, and within many industries, um, you know, around the country, what's the, th- what's the thing that you're most thankful for right now? Um, well, considering the industry I'm in, I would have to say beer. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun doing what we do. Um, it's given us a lot of opportunities and beer is a great way to spread joy with family, friends, and strangers. Um, so being able to still create some amazing brews and, you know, share them with people, whether it be on a zoom meeting or, you know, from 10 feet apart outside around a bonfire, um, beers are always a good thing. My guest has been John Shora. He's the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery, two locations down in Delaware. But next year, and it's right around the corner, they're going to have a third location in North Myrtle Beach. For all the information on all three uh, locations, just hit up their website, crookedhammockbrewery.com. John, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciated. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. what i'm talking about santa is coming to town that courtesy santa claus is coming to town courtesy of docking i love it you gotta love you gotta love when when metal bands do christmas songs i love it we've done the rob halford stuff we're gonna do it over the next couple of weeks but Man, I love that stuff. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer the final segment of the program, as always, is Suds and Duds. You can follow me on Twitter, at Alcatulo, Instagram, uh, at Catulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast. We're on iTunes, iHeart, uh, you know, uh, 
what else? Radio.com, the Hopped Up Network. We're all over the place. You can check us out, download the podcast at your leisure, and listen to it. And give me some feedback, too. If you if you like the show, let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on uh, iTunes. You can just leave a, a quick little review. It's great. It will allow more people to um, experience the program. And, uh, you know, why not? I mean, good or bad, I don't care. If you don't like the show, tell me. Tell me what you don't like about it. I can handle it, I think. <laughs> anyway, let us dive into... Suds and Duds, a bunch of different beers to get to. Coming up on the end of the year, there's been so many great beers that have been out there this year. And look, uh, the beer the beer industry, uh, small business as a whole has been affected um, by all of these things during the pandemic. I mean, we're talking about indoor dining uh, closing tomorrow in New, in New York City on Monday um, because of the positivity rate. You're talking in Jersey, they're talking about not closing the restaurants. All of these things... Uh, and before I get to suds and duds, and I mentioned it earlier in the show, all of these things have a catastrophic effect. You close indoor dining, you close down restaurants, you're going to catastrophically affect the industry across the country. I mean, it's happening in a lot of places across the country. Government needs to step in and help these people, subsidize them to some degree, okay? Either they don't pay 100% of their tax, they only pay a portion of it, or you give them some money to help keep them aloft, I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's plain and simple here. These people are not independently wealthy. Anybody who thinks that a restaurant owner is just swimming in dough it is ridiculous. They make money, yes, to put food on their table and keep a roof over their heads. These guys aren't living in mansions or women, you know, guys and girls. They're not living in mansions. They're not, they're not lighting cigars with $100 bills. Let's be fair here. We've got to help these people. And whatever you can do, and Chef Eric Levine uh, posted this the other day, and it's, it makes a great point. You love a restaurant, you love a brewery, the best thing that you can do right now is go buy a gift card from them. Or go and, and buy beer to take out, or buy food to take out. Don't wait until they close and go, well, you know, if I'd only known about it. If you know that your favorite restaurant is your favorite restaurant, go and buy a gift card from them. You're putting cash in their pocket. Give that gift card to somebody else so that when the restaurant is open or reopens, they can go and spend that money there. Or maybe that you can give it to them now. They can go spend that money at that restaurant. Do it. It's important. You're keeping these businesses alive. Very important. Let's dive into suds and duds. Uh, Icarus uh, Brewing came out with, for the story, this is a really good beer. Uh, a good hop, juicy, little tropical with some bite at the end. I, per- I got this over at Nosvino in Westfield, uh, New Jersey. Great little place uh, for, uh, for beer and, uh, and liquor. They get some really good beers in, and it's, I don't want to say it's an eclectic selection, but it's a really um, in-depth selection of beer uh, that they have cultivated. When they first opened, that wasn't crazy about them, and it was under a different name, and then they switched, and I don't know if a new ownership, but let me tell you something. Who's ever doing the beer buying over there is doing a great job. I find little things that I can't find elsewhere, uh, and it's, it's a really nice location right in the center of Westfield. Heard is the word by Twin Elephant Brewing. Boy, I love this beer. Nice and juicy, good hop, just enough pine. I love the fact that it's got uh, the people uh, that own uh, or work at Twin Elephant on the label. It's an awesome can. It's an awesome beer. Twin Elephant does some really, really great work. Um, the, uh, the, the 2020 version of Sierra Nevada's Celebration Fresh Hop IPA uh, was on tap over at Paragon Tap and Table. Boy, is this nice. Piney, malty. Great. Just it's one of those things where I love going back to enjoying a West Coast IPA. 
Uh, it makes me feel good. It just brings back memories of, of that first IPA that you've had where you have that bitter bite, especially a lot of people, their first one was probably Sierra Nevada. Uh, it's just a really good beer. I'm glad that um, Paragon had it on tap. Uh, then I had from Hoofhearted Brewing, and I love these guys, don't microwave it, don't boil it with raspberry. This is a sour IPA, um, vanilla, raspberry, milk, sugar, very interesting type of beer. It's not super sour, but it's good. And the milk, sugar, and the vanilla um, really make the difference here. The raspberry flavor is there, but the milk, sugar, and vanilla kind of smooth it a little bit. Very tasty beer. Really enjoyed it. And then while I was at Paragon, um, the uh, the general manager, Ernie Huey, a buddy of his had come in with beer that he had gotten from Vermont for him. And he brought in a bottle of uh, Suarez Family Brewery uh, Proclivity uh, Blend Number 3, cracked it open. Everybody got a chance to take a sample of it. And, uh, so did I. And I appreciate that. Funky, pineapple, smooth, clean. It was fantastic. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I don't know if you listened to the program but but thank you for bringing in the bottle and uh, sharing it. Tom Funk, thanks for the pour. And uh, Ernie, thank you um, uh, for allowing me to get a taste of this and for giving me one of your cans of Hill Farmstead Brewings, Harlan. This is a great beer. Uh, hoppy, dry, clean, just a great, great beer. Hill Farmstead does some uh, great work. First time I'm having a beer from them and uh, very much appreciated it. Uh, it is a delicious beer. Now, another beer... As we continue on with our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Another beer that I got over at Nosvino uh, from uh, the folks at Westbrook Beverage down in, uh, in the Carolinas. And uh, these guys do a really nice job. This is Lassie How Good This Is. Uh, this, and I bought this because my, and my wife likes Gozes and Sours. And so she got a can, I got a can. And um, that's the other thing I like about Nosvino. You can buy a two-pack as opposed to a four-pack. So at least if you're trying something and you like it, you want to go back, you go and pick it up, which I like that idea. So um, this one, let me tell you something. Guava, tangerine, vanilla, milk sugar. Wow. Now, I love tangerine. I'm a sucker for tangerine. And a lot of times, uh, and I've said this before on the program, breweries don't do a great job with tangerine. I don't know why. I, I, I haven't really been blown away by a lot of tangerine type of beers. I think maybe I can call, recall off the top of my head maybe one or two tangerine-type beers that I've actually enjoyed uh, from a brewery. This one, on the other hand, with the guava and tangerine, and then you add that vanilla and the milk sugar, oh, my God, it is so good. The tartness is perfect. This is a great beer. If you see it out there, absolutely pick it up. If you like gozes and sours, you will not be disappointed. Uh, Twin Elephant's version of Nosh, where they combine two hops together, Vic Secret and Mosaic, two fantastic hops. This is a banging beer. Love the hop in this. Uh, very happy that I picked it up. And I love the way Twin Elephant releases their beers. Um, they kind of, you know, they drop it on Instagram and Facebook at, at all different hours. You never know when they're going to come out with one uh, in cans. And I love to be able to, you know, when I see it, boom, I can buy it, uh, set up my appointment date and go pick it up. I think it's great. Now, their beer garden is open. Uh, I haven't had the chance to sit there and have a beer uh, over a twin elephant, but I love the fact um, that they're doing this, and it's it's such an easy process. Look, they have a small facility; they can't make a ton of beer at once. They have limited capacity, but it's nice to see uh, that they're doing those things. And I know there's another brewery that just opened in Summit. I think it's Bull and Bear, which I have to get over and check out. I know the folks from Untied were actually over there as well, said uh, good stuff. So I really need to get over there and try their beers. 
A um, couple of different breweries have opened around the state in New Jersey. And listen, you're opening up in the middle of a pandemic. Kudos to you. Good luck. Uh, and I want to see you succeed. I know Lions Row Brewing uh, in uh, Westfield is hiring people. They're getting ready to open probably next month. Um, so it's good to see all of those things. Finally, Warm Embrace by Source. This is a great porter. A roast, roasty, chocolate, delicious. It's got all the right flavors that you want out of a porter. And a great beer that you can sit back and kind of slow sip. Um, you know, over the course of, say, a half hour, 40 minutes, let that beer warm up while you're uh, drinking it. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. And, you know, I had a chance to stop at Alternate Ending the other day to pick up some beers there, and I'll be reviewing them uh, hopefully for next week's show. And I got a chance to look at the inside space. Haven't had a chance to have a meal there yet. Boy, let me tell you something. This is a really nice place. Very ni- very nicely done. Socially distanced setup. Um, the pizza looks fantastic. Oh, my God, my mouth was watering watching somebody uh, eating the pizza there. So I cannot wait to get over there uh, in Aberdeen and uh, and try it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I will not be disappointed. Now, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everyone involved in the show as well as my guest, John Shora. He is the beer brand manager for Crooked Hammock Brewery. They are opening up in Myrtle Beach uh, next month, and they're having a job fair this coming Tuesday. So you definitely want to get over there if you're in the Myrtle Beach area and you're looking for a job. Check it out, fill out an application, and who knows? Maybe you'll get hired over at Crooked Hammock Brewery. Of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Who knows when I will see Buddy again, uh, hopefully when this pandemic is over. I have not seen him in months. I'm having a Buddy Watson withdrawal. I am back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody.